Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Earn Your Life podcast with David Fernandez Jr. I'm excited for this episode. We have a very special guest. Um, man, she is an awesome person, a, a very uh, beautiful person, beautiful soul. I uh, met her years back and um, we had a, a, a very strong uh, connection as far as uh, the experience that we had. At least I did. And uh, Leslie, I, I really want to you know, talk about your book. Uh, Leslie Juvent Akir is here with us today and she has a book called The Money Formula. And I'm excited for my listeners to hear all about your book, all about yourself. Leslie, thank you so much. Welcome to the show. David, thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. And the the pleasure was all mine when we last saw each other. So Yeah, it was you. beautiful. It was beautiful. I, you know, I saw you, you saw me type of thing. So we know we're on the on the same path, putting in the work in this beautiful planet, yep. right? Amen. <laughs> so you know what? Let's let's talk about um talking a little bit about yourself, you know, just so the listeners um get to know you a little bit and then we'll jump right into your book because your book is connected to to life and I really want to focus on abundance today. So that'll be awesome. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, so so tell us a little bit about yourself, Leslie. Well, um, I am the president of Leslie Inc. So primarily my work now is speaking publicly on the subject of the money formula and emotional intelligence and abundance psychology, if you will. I love that. And the bulk of my work is helping people to change their narrative about their relationship with money and how they see themselves in the world Mm -hmm. and to eliminate any psychological obstacles that might be keeping them from living an abundant and and wealthy life. Now, again, we're not just talking about money, but we're talking about abundance in all forms. And my goal is to help people in that sense, to look at all the things you've got going for yourself rather than the things that you, you don't have. I love that. I love that. I think that, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's everything when it comes to life, man, just uh, stepping into abundance. I think the journey of, of abundance um, will kind of support every aspect of your life. You know what I mean? And I want to, you know, I have six questions for you. Okay. I'm going to hit you with six questions. Are you cool with that? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So you say the money formula that you had a shame, a shameful secret, right? What inspired you to write the money formula? So the money formula came from really trying to figure out where I was going wrong in my own business because I had a coaching business at that time and I I still do help people, but I'm not actively coaching anymore, um, individual sessions. But at that time, I was working around the clock, hustling to market myself and doing everything that Gary V tells you to do. (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. yeah, you're putting in the time you're putting in the hours you're putting in the effort you're networking you're staying positive you're doing all of these things but there was something that that was getting me at a certain level and I wasn't able to break through that financially and I think anybody who's an entrepreneur has lived that experience of no matter how hard you hustle you still reach a certain threshold and you can't break through and you don't know why yeah and I wasn't able to do that. And one day I'm sitting here thinking about the typical Socratic questioning type questions that I ask my clients. And I was taking myself through the steps 
And essentially, I developed the money formula, which was just, you know, seven steps questions. And I came to the conclusion that the where where I actually got that limiting financial belief was because I had in my mind this association with a memory from my childhood mm. of how much I could make. And it really stemmed down from this memory that I had of my, my parents. My mom used to have a little uh, spiral ring notepad that she would hang on the wall next to the back door in the kitchen. Mm. And it had all of our finances, all of our bills, what yeah. was going in, what was going out, what she was saving. And that memory acutely raised my awareness that, in fact, I had limited myself to what my parents were making, specifically, mm-hmm. like my dad's actual income. So I had matched my dad's income, but I wasn't able to break past his income because I didn't see that it was possible for myself. How deep is that, right? How deep is that? Oh, my gosh. So... Then the other thing was, was that my business income was primarily a sub, you know, a substitute income or additional income. And a lot of women um, can understand this psychology where a woman's income is like pocket money or it's a supplement money to her husband's income and he makes the full income. And I carried that pattern myself and did not see myself as the main breadwinner. I saw myself as more of the, all right, let's figure out how to make things work on the side or get extra money or extra cash. But it was never, I can do this myself, support an entire family because I had not seen that before. Mm-hmm. So these patterns that I had picked from that, I realized that no, there was no enemy. There was nobody keeping me down. I wasn't, <laughs> you know, there wasn't anybody who was keeping money from me. My husband wasn't trying to keep me down. It was really like, this is what I believed the framework of my life and my relationships in my life to money and to others and my, and my worlds, such as my husband or my clients, this is just the paradigm by which I had experienced my own financial abundance. Yeah. And when I was able to see that this, this line of questioning was actually helping me to break through my limiting financial beliefs that I didn't even know I had first of all, Mm -hmm. and was helping other people realize how they were limiting themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, It it started to take on a snowball effect in which this was something that could actually help people change their feelings about money and their perceptions of, of what is possible for them financially. So that's really the birth of the money formula and what really inspired me to write it. Because even though on paper we were financially successful, I didn't feel that way. Yeah. And changing that feeling is really the fundamental work to changing any type of experience in your life. But in this certain circumstance, specifically our financial situation. Oh, man, thank you so much. That's powerful within itself right there. You know, in your opinion, what do you think is like the number one conflict people have with regards to money? Well, it goes back to the two things, what you think about money and how you feel about money. And for someone such as myself, I have an extensive financial education. In in my undergrad, I took international economics, so I understand on the macro level how money works. I understood personal finance, took personal finance classes. I was a real estate agent in college, so I understood that. I had a very cognitive, practical, and rational understanding of money and how it works. And there are so many people in the world like that. But then there's how you feel about it. And there's nothing you can do 
on a cognitive or a rational level, budgeting, trying to save, working really hard, that will change your attitudes and your feelings, your memories, unless you actually try to break that connection. So when people, for example, are going to the store and they put their debit card or the credit card in, I can bet you a lot of times when people shove that credit card into that terminal, there's like stress. They're feeling the stress. Yeah. Is it really the stress in the moment? No, you're safe. Nobody's hurting you. You're not in a stressful situation, but you feel that stress. You feel that anxiety. You feel that fear. Where did that come from? A lot Mm. of people don't know where, but I can tell you it's usually somewhere in your line of experience in your past. And the work of the money formula is to correct that conflict between how you feel and what you cognitively think about money and to a point that it becomes harmonious and it becomes natural and that every single following step you make financially feels good. You know, what's so crazy is that that's uh, I'm so happy to have you on our show because the earn your life podcast is all about going inside. It's always internal work. It's always mirror work. It always pulls back to self. So this is, this is just falls in complete alignment with everything that we've been talking about thus far. And you're the first person that we, we really talk about the actual, you know, abundance side of things um, in connection to, to money as well, you know? And, and so I just want to thank you so much, so powerful what you're sharing right now. And uh, I kind of want, you know, listeners to, to know more, uh, uh, you know, about your book, where to find your book and what's like the major takeaway you want readers when they do buy your book to, 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 to walk away with, you know, what's the biggest lesson that they can learn? That you can change your outcomes financially, mm-hmm. professionally, by how you feel about these situations. And it requires a moment of insight. That's why I say in the book, the subtitle of the book is seven steps, 15 minutes or less, because I'm not here to go into some philosophic tome as to why this and why that. It's really like, okay, we obviously have a real situation. We got bills to pay. We got kids tuition to pay. You know, we've got rent. We've got real problems. We have real issues. How do we come to a solution quickly, efficiently? And the money formula is a very short book. It's only, I think, 108 pages. The audio book's two hours and 22 minutes. And it really is a practical tool that you can use over and over and over again for every word in your financial dictionary, whether it be mortgage, debt collector, divorce is a huge Mm -hmm. one, alimony, child support, tuition, student loans. These are things that trigger people. And the key is, is if you don't walk into a situation already triggered, you're more open spiritually, mentally, emotionally to deal with the challenge at hand. And that's really what it's about is getting that tool to prepare you to deal with real life situations and challenges in a, in a state of present mind rather than some memory in the past that seems to have a powerful hold over you and seems to sabotage. Thank you for that. Now I'm going to ask you a question. Is there any like small exercise or if you want to kind of talk about how did you even get to that place of like, you know, remembering those memories and how did you identify that that was a memory that was kind of limiting you or, you know, let's say for example, a blockage for you to not, be accomplishing the goals that you are setting out to accomplish? 
Well, I knew that there was something that was holding me back and I just didn't know what it was. And a lot of times people have strong emotions Mm -hmm. and essentially in my work in terms of emotional intelligence is really recognizing that emotions are just beliefs that are, have not been articulated. Mm -hmm. And so if we feel strong emotions like anxiety or stress or worry or mental preoccupation, even brain fog, these are symptoms that there's some kind of belief that's trying to articulate itself. And the Socratic method is the best method because when you ask questions, your mind immediately wants to answer it. So that's the reason why the steps are geared in a Socratic way. Like what's the first feeling that you feel when you think the word money or, you know, and the people will say, well, I feel, I feel some people have positive sessions. They say, I feel great. Or some people say, I feel worry. And then we go through these steps that get you to that point. And they're very simple questions, not hard questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really the line of um, questioning that will get you to that realization. But it really first starts with, if you think of a word that makes you feel uncomfortable, there's something that's trying to be articulated. And the work is to talk to yourself to get that answer. You know, you know what I love is that for, for you to truly find those answers or to kind of shed light into the darkness or or the unknown for whatever reason right you really truly have to just be honest with yourself so what i love yes. about like a, a book for example is you, it, it's intimate you know it's it's you reading the book and so you know you don't necessarily have to worry about anything other than yourself and truly being honest with yourself and answering those questions for those uh, answers to reveal themselves huh Yes, exactly. There is a section in the book, actually, since you bring that up, that there's a, a man in the book who is sitting with his wife while we're doing the money formula. And you could tell that he kept looking at her to make sure he was monitoring his answers. And and I specifically say in the book, you know, you really have to be honest with yourself. You have to be really blunt. You have to be truthful. And in that process, you'll actually help your wife. You'll help yourself. You'll help your family. So it really is an honest process. It's an intimate process. And the best thing, the most common thing that people have said is and asked me was, you know, if I do the money formula, how will it affect my husband or my wife who worry all the time? And I can't mm-hmm. control that. And I said, you know, if you do the money formula and you begin to feel better and more confident, you're not going to be so influenced by somebody else's feelings or negative worries. Mm-hmm. You're actually going to have better perspective over the situation. Again, our job is not to change how others feel. Our job is not to change how others think or even what they do. Our job is to work on ourselves and how we respond to that. And as a result, that domino effect of, of actual um, awareness and yeah. a change of heart affects them as well. It might not be immediate, but people will start to see the difference. And that's where the work really begins is right within yourself. You change your internal environment, your external environment will change its shift as well, huh? Exactly. And, you know, sometimes <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, you know, I've, I, even after I wrote the book, I made my own mistakes because we're humans. And I went into a business relationship thinking that this was going to get me the things I wanted. And, and I realized, oh, crap, this person is not ethical. This person's dishonest. And I had to break it off. And then when I made that choice and I did my money formula, I am, this is a true story, hand to a Bible child, hand on my children's head. Um, After I had done my money formula, I said, what do you really want? And it was, I just wanted money to take my family on some vacations. I wanted to renovate my house. 
I kid you not, not even a month after I broke that relationship on the money I anticipated to make to do all of those things. I had a massive windfall, a massive windfall, of, wow. of, a seriously six figure windfall. And I didn't have to work for it. It just came. <laughs> so these that's things, so things, difficult for people to understand, especially because we're in the physical realm, right? The three dimensional. But how how deep is that? Right. It doesn't even have to be difficult. No, it doesn't have to be difficult. <laughs> I, I can tell you, honestly, I have not really worked a regular job. I don't I, probably a year because I keep saying to people, you have to change how you see your financial life. And so I live off investments. My husband has a job because he likes to work, but we have other businesses and investments. And for me, that's not work. It's showing up to take care of what I have and it keeps giving back to me. So it's a different type of attitude and a different type of dialogue and that's why generational wealth is a thing, because if you raise your children to have an inner dialogue, which is completely different, they're going to have different attitudes and behaviors towards money. And that just begins to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. Um, and that's really the work of the money formula. It's not just an individual change, but eventually yeah. it's a family change, a society change, and then a systemic change. You know, you know what I love right now that I'm truly resonating with is that my my purpose in life is to change my family's generational history and i'm not even just um you know monetary wise but also emotional mental physical spiritual that type of deal and one thing that i that i have is you know a vision board but i also have in connection to the vision board another little uh chart per se that is like the multiple streams of income that i have coming in from that internal abundance that I have in the center of that chart type of deal. And mm. um, if you want to talk a little bit more about that, because you kind of touched it right now is the, the multiple streams of income when it comes to, to abundance. Yes. I think ultimately I'm a very practical person, you know, yes, to talk about these metaphysical things, but like I said, we have bills to pay. We have gas mm. to put in the tank, food to put in the fridge, shoes on our kids' feet. These are real things. Mm. And yeah, get it. 10 years ago, if you were to ask me, what's the secret of financial? I've had $17,000 of credit card debt of 12,000 in student mm -hmm. loans. I, you know, the economy was upside down. It was a completely different world for me. And I went into that situation going, I'm going to learn from this as much as possible. I will never experience that again. I had to make that determination for myself. Mm -hmm. And yes, you're going to grow and you're going to do better and maybe get a better job and learn some skills and always look for that. But then you reach a certain point where you're like, my brother just said to me the other day, I realize I can't trade my time for money anymore. I'm tired. I, I just can't do this anymore. I said, Oh yeah. I was like, yeah, that's the number one thought. How many people in the world think they have to trade their time for money and then yeah. their whole life is gone and then they have nothing to show for it. Right. Cause they're, you're just paying the day to day month to month bills. Mm -hmm. And so for me at a certain point, after I had decided, okay, I'm going to walk away from a full-time practice and, and to pursue going to law school, which is a full-time job. Mm -hmm. um, I really had to be open energetically and emotionally to other ways of making money and to not identify myself with my job. You know, I'm, I'm a life coach. I got to do this. I have to, I have to show up for these people. No, you don't, you can help people any which way. So you have to disconnect from all of these meanings. Yes. That's what the that, money formula is. Oh, I love that. I love and that. And so I stopped seeing myself as a 
you know, a professional. And I saw myself as an investor, not a spender, but an investor. And when that windfall came last summer and uh, my contractor was here, he's like, you know, we can actually make this part of your house an income generator. And I was just like, oh, my God, that's the greatest idea. And it makes a lot of money for me. Mm-hmm. So you, you get streams of income, but you have to be open to new ideas and you yeah. have to believe that there are other other ideas out there besides what you're generating in your head. Be open to the suggestions, be open to the ideas. And because the money formula reveals that we are just repeating over and over in our minds, I have to go to work. I have to go to work. I have to trade my time. My, my other brother calls it slave labor. I mean, yeah. talk about an association, right? Yeah. Um, once you begin to transform how you see your financial life, you become open to other ways of making money and you don't identify yourself with your job or whatever financial responsibilities you might have. Then it just becomes, it's coming, it's going, it's, it is, you know, and it grows. Yeah. You know, it's crazy as, uh, I, I, um, you know, I worked a nine to five my whole life and I would say about, uh, maybe 14, 15 years ago. I left like the nine to five. I worked for the educational system. I got paid well. Um, and, you know, I took that jump to, to follow my dreams, one of my dreams and passions, which was to become an actor or whatnot. And I'll tell you this, I, I never had so much money um, that I do now, as opposed to when I was working the nine to five job, you know what I'm saying? And in, in yeah. essence, leaving, leaving that nine to five job, which was a huge step for me, you know what I'm saying? But making that jump, taking that jump to do so allowed me to be more creative as well when it comes to, to, um, you know, receiving uh, abundance or receiving money. And it, it really is just energy. It's just a tool. So it's crazy because um, I'm actually like loving life because I get to create and, you know, people actually want to support those things that I've created, you know, I just kind of posted on my Facebook, um, this children's book that, um, you know, I I was working on and we're we're getting close to the finish line. So I just kind of got excited. I posted the, you know, the artwork of the children's book and the, the, the feedback that I received and the comments and posts, it was so beautiful because people are like, I want five of them. I want two of them. I want to buy it. Oh my God. And they were just so excited for me, supporting me. And that's just so beautiful, such a beautiful energy. You know what I'm saying? Just such a beautiful energy to be able to create something and then you get a response back in a beautiful way. And especially if the if your heart's in the right place, your intention's in the right place and you're doing it, you know, for for um, for others as well, giving back to others. It's a beautiful thing. You know, I just kind of sparked that in me right now. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited for for you and your book. And if anything, you know, we're, we're almost getting close to wrapping this up. But uh, it, here at the Earn Your Life podcast, I always... Um, want to finish our episode with this this question okay and here's the question sure. if you had the microphone to the world what would you say to the world right now Leslie <laughs> you know it's so funny because as you were saying that uh, that question this it reminds me a lot of what Neville Goddard says you know talk about imagination and creativity and so many of us limit ourselves and The Bible itself says God made man in his image. And a lot of people interpret that as God made man in the image of God. Okay. Is God like this guy or a girl or a black woman or an Hispanic man? You know what I mean? We we ask ourselves, what is God's image? 
But if you were to change it a teeny bit and say, God made man in his image, in the Im- your image, if God made you in your image, mm. meaning the one that you project into the world through your imagination, through your concept of yourself, through your own storytelling, your own mythology, what would that look like? <laughs> so that's what I always try to tell people after I recognize that myself, God made man in my, God made me in my image, meaning the image that I keep in the frame of my mind, rather than some image of some yeah. styrofoam model yeah. out there of what God should yeah. look like. Oh God. So it really is. It's like, if God made you in your image and you could be anything, what would you be? Would you be what you are now? Or would you be different? And it really is, is to ask yourselves, who are you really? And to use those imaginative faculties and to free yourself of these beliefs and these conceptions you don't even know are holding you back. And then you become the God who makes your image and to be in harmony with your life. And so that's what I would say. I think that's the most important thing because in, in doing so we become totally free of any kind of system, society, um, culture, race. And we just really become a free, free, free species of humans that are just living life. And, And that really breaks down any barriers that might be between any and all of us. You know what you know what I love about what you just shared is that it kind of brings it back to responsibility. It kind of brings it mm. back to to oneself once again. And uh, you know, our programming or how we've been taught or whatever our environment, whatever the case is, it's it's always uh, you know, like look outside, look externally to find the answers or the help or whatever the case is right but yes and 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 that that also connects to like the victim mentality right like the victim mindset and what i'm hearing right now is this whole time that we've been talking i what i'm hearing is it's all about responsibility it's all about um you know you taking it upon yourself looking inside your heart and creating from within right Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Especially what's going on in the world. Yes. I mean, people are seeing systemic racism. People are seeing systemic um, income inequality. And that's not a figment of our imagination. It's not like, yeah. you know, it's fake. It just goes to show that we are not bound by those beliefs. We are not bound by those systems. And we can, if in so many words, rebel. And in so many words, free ourselves and liberate ourselves from that type of mental slavery and we, in, in, in so many ways, have enslaved ourselves. And it really is about that freedom. And if we could have and be and do and experience anything, what would that be? And that really is a big question. And it's a freeing one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, Leslie, I'm loving this. Where, if my listeners, and, um, you know, where can they find you? Like, uh, put it all out there so that way they can reach out to you if they felt, you know, motivated, inspired, they resonate with what you shared. Where can they find you, Leslie? You can go to lesliainc.org to learn more about me, more of my speaking and, and the Money Formula workshops. And and go to Amazon, anywhere books are sold online. Um, you can get the audio book. I think it's less than $4. I think it's like three eighty four. dollars So it really is, uh, you know, I'm giving it away because I really think that it's an, an important value. Um, yeah. Get a copy of the book. 
and start learning it. Share it with your friends. Um, share it with your family. Um, and then on Instagram, it's just uh, at Leslie Inc. Uh, and feel free to connect with me there. Um, and, you know, I'm just happy to just bring this message to the world. Thank you, David, for having me on. I really appreciate everything you're doing. And, you know, thank you're you. making the world a better place. So thank you. Thank you so much. Now, one, one last little thing. I'm not sure. sure if you still have have the happiness decks on the in the app stores or do you have that still? Or? Yeah, it's still there. I mean, I, I, sh- I share the property with my co-developer. So he's the one who's really managing that. But it, it is on um, app store um, for Google and Android. You can get that for free and just go ahead and enjoy that, too. And that's really an affirmation deck if you're having you know, just want a piece of wisdom to bring into a situation specifically for your career, take the Happiness Dex app and just click on it, scroll through it, and it'll post some beautiful art and uh, thought to inspire your day. And how do you search? How do you search that at the stores, at the app stores? Um, and the Apple store, Apple app store, and then the Play store. But what, Play what's, store. what's the title though? Like what, how, what, how do they search it? Oh, it's a Leslie Inc. Happiness Dex. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right. Well, Leslie, thank you so much, my sister. I love you, man. And I I appreciate you. I honor your work. And uh, I'm just so glad to have had you here on the Earn Your Life podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you, David. Appreciate you. Thank you. And to my listeners, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for taking the time here once again and being on this journey with us. Thank you so much. And, And once again, until next time, earn your life. Thank you.